This is just me. Okay. And we're rolling. Hi, everyone. Hey. We're back for another episode of Just Me Okay. Yep. We're here to do it. Today, we're talking about friendship. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> We say, ooh, as we stare at each other from across the table. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about what it means. How do we do it in our own way? We have some myths to bust, mm-hmm. potentially, about friendship. And, and we're really excited to do this one. It's especially coming off of the work episode. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's talk about some like real life stuff. Yeah, real yeah. Switch gears a little bit, even though our work and like friendship and normal lives are in are t- so totally intertwined <laughs> and a big part of our friendship specifically. But yeah, this feels like really relevant as a topic for me right now, especially coming off of my bachelorette and getting married. Right, my friendships are absolutely. Uh, front and center for me right now in my life I think nothing makes you consider your friendships more than getting married and having these big important moments right it's really important to like have all of my good friends with me and discern like who are the people I want there to celebrate with me and yeah I came out of my bachelorette feeling really really loved and feeling really wholehearted about the the friendship that bachelorette changed lives (laughs) let's be clear friendships were made new sides of each other were seen like indeed yeah it was really perfect I couldn't have asked for a better time and yeah I a multiple people in the bachelorette and even people outside of the, like people who were taking us on a boat ride like all yeah. recognized how wonderful it was to have just great people all gathered together and I felt like multiple people said to me like wow you really know how to pick like great friends because mm-hmm. everyone was great in their own right and there was no drama and there was no you know weirdness it was all just like good vibes good people from different chapters of my life come together to just really be together Mm -hmm. and it was wonderful so it was really validating for me of like I have really tight awesome friendships really meaningful friendships but they're also just really good people that can connect with each other and as you said friends were made like you guys are gonna be excited to come to the wedding and be all together again and celebrate so that was just a really important moment for me and I think I've I've struggled a lot with like you know friendships over my life being very shy being an only child Mm -hmm. kind of feeling a little outsidery and so it was really validating to know that I have really strong beautiful friendships and great friends and yeah as I get in go into my wedding it's also just like really nice to think about all the people you love and care about coming to celebrate you and really honor your life and this big moment so friendship is definitely top of mind for me and I'm kind of like very warm and fuzzy about it right now because I'm like all my people are like committed to our friendship and committed to our relationship in such a way that they're willing to show up for me Mm -hmm. and that's just really nice to feel hell yeah it's also like I I can't imagine what putting a wedding together and having a wedding is like but I'm sure there's so much work that goes into it, so much family politics, Mm -hmm. a little bit of people pleasing, like all all of these, a lot of compromise, all these things. And then you have this dedicated group of people who's like, I'm ride or die Dana, Mm -hmm. and I want to make sure she has the best time ever. And that is our job like it be and it'll be easy because we all like each other and we're all Mm -hmm. friends anyway but you have this dedicated group that like you are their top priority and you don't have to worry about them you know and I'm excited to do that for you and with you and just make sure having a good time is is the mission yeah totally and it's it's so gratifying and just like fun to see that there's so many different people from different areas of my life or there's things I love about each of you that I get to have and get to experience through our relationship but then to see that kind of grow and amplify when you're meeting other people and you're seeing each other and I get to see people who I would never thought of meeting and like connecting and having fun together that just like it's like the love and the friendship and the joy on steroids <laughs> and so it's just really nice to like 
you know, it, it can feel like really uncomfortable because it's like all these people are coming together. How are they going to gel? Right. They're from different areas. They're different people. They're different. They know different versions of me, too. Yeah. And that can be overwhelming. But it's also really exciting. Cause it's like To wow. see all your parts come together. Yeah, it's weird. It's like it's almost a, yeah, it's as much a reflection of the friends that you have and getting to see, you know, a work friend talk to like a childhood friend is really cool and weird. Yeah. But it's also a reflection of me, right? It makes yeah. me see like all the awesome cool parts of myself that like yeah. are baked into my different friendships. So it's it's really nice. I'm in a good place about friendship right now. <laughs> Aw, that's awesome. What about um, you, Katie? I mean like I I feel really good almost going into your wedding as well. Like mm. I'm really excited to hang out with our friends mm-hmm. and be in one one cool place at the same time with the mission of having fun. Yeah. And I think as we get older and our jobs get more intense and our relationships or our romantic relationships get more intense, you forget about the fun. Yeah. And I'm just excited to like just enjoy that and and put everything else to the side for a second. Mm. And having fun and finding joy in in each other is one of the most precious things in life. And I think we forget about that. So I'm really looking forward to it too. And you know, it's interesting for me as a person who's not going to have like a life event like that. I've been reflecting about this episode, just thinking about what it means to me. And you know, we're not really post COVID, but the world has opened up Mm -hmm. again. And so we're able to see our friends. But during COVID, I was really allowed to have one-to-one strong relationships with people. I think I mentioned this actually in the monogamy Mm -hmm. episode where me and Nate were just like stuck together at the hip all the time. I was like, I need to talk in depth with other people right now. And so really leaning on my interpersonal relationships with my friends, learning about them more during COVID really helped me feel more fulfilled as a person. Mm. And that's something I'm trying to take with me as the world continues to open up is not take those relationships for granted. I'm also learning more every day through different podcasts and different articles and things like that of like what really makes a strong relationship. Mm. And, and so I really want to be working on my friendships and just continuing to build bonds, like go on vacations with my mm-hmm. friends, not just Nate, but with my friends or go out to dinner and make the time and space for them again. Because for so long, yeah. I uh, was all about work and I wouldn't let myself go out basically Monday through Friday because I had to be in this like mental space for mm-hmm. work. And I need, I need a bigger, broader life than that. And my friends are the ones to do that for me. So... I'm in a really good place as well. And I just feel really invested. And I, and the last thing I'll say about like my friendships and and where they're at right now is that like, I don't have like a lot, a lot of friends. Yeah. Same. I want friends that really know me and they trust me and I trust them and they're going to respect me no matter how I choose to live my life. So yeah, really thinking a lot lately of what friendship means to me and, and what I'm looking for in a friend. Yeah, yeah, that so much to unpack there too. Of like, yeah, it's. I think there's something interesting about also being in a really long term, like committed relationship with someone can also like sort of make you feel like you don't need as many friends or you don't need to rely on your friends because you've got that one person. And I think that's something that has always been top of mind for me too. And like Will and I are so attached at the hip that like he's my best friend really in so many ways. And like, you know, it can make it feel like you prioritize that over the time that you could spend, you know, meeting other people or investing in other people. And so, yeah, I I love this like moment because it's making me feel like, oh, I have so many rich friendships in and outside of my relationship my relationship is one part and will can be my best friend in one way and there can be so many other amazing people who are my best friend in other ways and right that just that nuance of like what what makes a strong relationship isn't necessarily like commitment monogamy yeah. it can be you know a sense of like you guys just listen to each other really well, right? right. Which I think is something that's true of our friendship. Yeah. Or, you know, you you are from a certain chapter of your life together and that chapter really defined you and you share that trauma or that shared moment or those shared experiences and feelings. So there's so much richness to friendship that I'm excited for us to unpack yeah. and stuff. Well, that actually brings us to a great segue of kind of the start of us of talking a little bit about our friendship. Yeah. I think 
think that obviously that's the 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 big center of gravity here in the room right now but yeah I think you know in your mind like what is our friendship like like what makes our friendship work like why are why is our bond so strong yeah (laughs) I think I I think I'm just thinking back to when we first became friends like (laughs) seven eight years ago working at an agency called mother and at first our our friendship at least from my side came from like deep respect and admiration Mm -hmm. for you and the work that you do and how smart you are and how driven you are and how much responsibility you take on and all that stuff. I was like, wow, I want, I want to be Dana one day. Like she had such a high bar that I was just like to, to work with her is a privilege. And so I, you know, that was one of the foundational aspects for me to want to be your friend. And then on top of that, as we got to know each other, our ability to be so open and vulnerable Mm -hmm. so quickly, we can just drop into that. And I felt part of myself reflected in you by, by being vulnerable and and talking about our experiences or crying to each other or whatever, (laughs) like, you know, that you're, you're bonded through those Mm -hmm. um, different conversations and different trials and tribulations as you go through work. And that's how trust is built as well. You know, I can confide in you and you won't be sharing my secrets or you won't be judging me or you won't disrespect how I feel or anything like that. So work was an amazing way to become your friend because it allowed us to open up to each other Mm -hmm. over time and like build more respect for each other. And and then it was like, hey, I actually enjoy talking (laughs) to this person and I look forward to seeing her Mm -hmm. and I look forward to talking to her like, we can take this outside of work because at that point, working one, two, three years together, it's almost like who understands you better at that point, mm-hmm. especially when work is your life. Yeah. So just thinking about all those things and I think all everything I mentioned are just the foundational principles of our relationship that I think we continue to carry on through this day. But it has been really interesting because we've had to grow together. We've had Mm -hmm. to work on different projects together, work at different agencies together. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we are completely in sync with each other. And then other times we're like, hey, we got to work this out. Mm -hmm. And there have definitely been times where I've been worried about fracturing our relationship because we disagree Mm -hmm. or because you're you or I are not in the best headspace right now and we might not be treating each other mm-hmm. that that well, even if it's not about us. But at the end of the day, it's been like eight years of like growing and evolving and, and all those things. And it's just made me so secure that we could work through anything as yeah. friends because we've seen so much together at this point. Totally. Oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I I don't, understand friendship friendship is a weird concept to me no I realize I think I you know grew up with such like a rich inner life and I was by myself a lot that like friendship is this like magical amazing thing that whenever I do find someone that I feel really close to or connected to I'm always like wow this is so special and rare and I always try to like really take advantage of it because it just feels like wow what a magical thing so I, I really value when I'm connected to someone and I think like our I just feel like there was a quick unlock for us right it didn't it's a feeling it wasn't even like a, okay we're gonna like commit some time to each other we're gonna have <laughs> these conversations right right and and I think we were you know interestingly like in a controlled environment of like this my you know agency where we had to work together and we were forced together in a way but it didn't feel like we were forced together it felt like we just found each other in Mm -hmm. a way and could immediately just break down that wall and you you challenge me so much in in such a good way like I think I can be very closed off and I can be a little bit like you know, nervous and scared to trust people and to open up to people and no new friends, no, no new, new friends, friends. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, I I want to protect my magic a little bit, yeah, and you cool. have always really challenged me from the beginning to like be open to to speak my mind, to connect, to be vulnerable, and I think you've taught me how to be a really good friend and you continue to every day like you I mirror your behaviors of like you check in on me and I'm like yeah I need to check on Katie like 
you know, I kind of tend to have this like lone wolf mentality. Mm -hmm. Like everybody has their own stuff going on. So like let them live it and you get in my shit. And I love that. (laughs) I I love, I need that, you know, because I need it demonstrated for me a little bit of like how much can I care? Like how, how far can I go? And yeah. And I think we just both have that really, really nice, like reciprocal. Like we just see each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is just so rare and magical. And I love that about us. Yeah. And I know I can go to you for anything and sometimes I'm just talking at you and I don't even need you to say anything and vice versa and that's okay and then sometimes we can like really hash something out and there's like so many levels to it that I think is great where I can just slack you or I can just text you and it's like low lift like just like I'm listening I hear you you're going through something or we can like really get into it or we can you know you know we're really crying and we're really there we're really helping each other through these big life decisions or scary transitions and so I just I love that that's the magical feeling of friendship to me is when it can go so deep that you can just be together and you can just be silent together or you can just be present for each other and that's enough and I think we really got to that place in, in a large part because you challenged me to like be open and be there and and test the waters with you and I really appreciate that I I always need someone to help me step out of my own skin a little bit and you've done that while also being able to see me when I'm anxious and acknowledge like those things that are like maybe insecurities for me so I feel like you you've created our friendship in so many ways and I've just been along for the ride and been so happy (laughs) to be there (laughs) and so happy to be chosen by you (laughs) And also, I think, like, your your friendship has been really interesting because I just, I see you as this beautiful, like, creature in my life. That's, like, you're, like, the perfect, like, you're just so beautiful and so fashionable <laughs> and so cool that I'm, I, like, admire you. I have you, like, on a little pedestal. I'm, like, Aww. she's my little, like, magic idol. <laughs> and I just, like, yeah, I love your, I, I just love your conviction, your energy and your attitude and your style. And, and I think a part of friendship, too, is, like, not worshiping someone, but like really adoring someone yeah. for who they are. Put like them I on a fucking pedestal. Yeah, I fully adore you for yeah. everything that you are. Like your your fashion, your the content you create, the way you see things, the way you talk through stuff, the relationships you create with people, and like I adore you. And that's what makes me like so excited to see you every day and to hang out yeah. with you every day. And so I think yeah, there's a respect, there's a mutual reciprocity, but also like I fucking adore you. Okay, yeah. I like like you. I think you're fucking cool as shit like I want to be like you I like love love that I have you in my orbit like so that's cool be right back we're both gonna go cry somewhere I don't know this is so wonderful I think because yeah there's some friendship and we're gonna talk about this a little bit but like there's different types of friendship in your life and like you know you can really be um friends with someone and maybe not fully like them like them in every way but like they you're going through the same experience like the same chapter of life friend or like you work together and you're friends at work and like whatever and I think it's rare to like also be really cultivate a friendship that where you really like every part of that person however flawed or weird or different, or different from yeah. you and that that's when you really know you've cracked the code on a friend yeah. <laughs> and I think it's just in a lot of different ways we we do have different lifestyles and different points of views on things. But if the end goal for your friend is you just want them to be happy mm-hmm. in a real genuine way, which means you let them live their life the way they want to, which would be different from what you would mm-hmm. do, but you know it's making them happy, like that's a real friend at the end of the day, you know? And you've yeah. always been able to do that for me. Mm-hmm. So that's how I know you're a real friend to me and I'm I'm sure you, you feel the same way for you because that's all I'd ever want. Too. Yeah, of so. course. Uh, <laughs> should we just end the episode here? Like, did we do it? That's it. We solved friendship. Damn. Just have it like us. Killed it. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> you guys go figure it out. All right, all right. Well, now that we crossed over all of those beautiful things, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll actually dive into our friendship episode. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Let's talk about friendship some more. Okay. (laughs) I have a few different kind of like buckets, topics to talk about with friendship, but I guess 
the best place to start is defining friendship. What is what does friendship mean to you? What does being a good friend mean to you, Dana? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the most powerful and beautiful things about friendship is that it's chosen, right? It's not unconditional. It is not your this is such a different relationship from like the relationship you have with your family where you have a sense of like obligation mm-hmm. and responsibility and ultimately blood, right? And there's this sort of intangible tight-knit connection that you can't sort of escape, right? Even if you want to. And it's also different from like, you know, work relationships or acquaintances in your life because like you have to actively choose to be someone's friend and so it's not a relationship of just unconditional love and support like friendships fall apart sometimes you have a toxic friend and they're not serving you and so true friendship to me really requires a sense of constant and consistent acceptance of who that other person is and empathy and understanding of their going through whatever they're going through. They may be flawed. Maybe, you know, you don't align with the way they're doing things or they're very different from you. But if you can continue to accept and embrace that person for whatever they are and in whatever state they're in, and that can happen for both of you, then that's friendship to me. It's mm-hmm. not about, like, you just show up no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's it's truly, like, it's more active than that Yeah, to me. it's not just blind loyalty and being right. at the whim of someone else's call all the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, you have to actively say, like, I'm going to not only be there for this person, but I'm going to work through this with them because I believe in them or because I trust them or because I know that they can be better. Like, that's also the the thing about, like, I talked about how you challenge me. Like, that's what a good friendship is, is you're not just showing up for the sake of showing up yeah. or because you have to or because because they're your friend. You're kind of giving them the full picture and saying, like, I don't even know. I'm not sure if what you're doing is right, but, like, I'm here for you and I want to see how this goes and if I can help you in any way. But that's acceptance. That's mm-hmm. not just, like, unconditional, always there. And I think that's a nuance that's really interesting. And I, I feel like we talk a lot about how, like, you have to choose to love someone every day. Like, you have to choose to be a friend every day, it's too. True. But it's a different it's a different type of, of relationship. I think that acceptance is the key. Yeah. So... I totally agree, especially when it comes to those, like, deep, deep friendships. Mm -hmm. But thinking about the other side of the spectrum, I do have friends in my life where maybe it's not so deep. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I I don't look at everyone in my friendship Rolodex and say, oh, I can call this person to go fucking deep right now or explain a new way of living life and I need them to accept me or whatever. There are friends I can call up for certain things, Mm -hmm. keep it a little bit more light, keep it a little bit more simple, but I still have loads of respect and I still have a lot of love for them and I would be there for them, but it's a little bit lighter. Do you know what I mean? Do you have friends like that? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, there are so many different... I think there's so many different types of friendship in your life, right? They're, and they're at le- different levels of depth, and they are all still good friends. Like, if you're keeping them around, they're good for a reason, right? They're feeding you something. But that doesn't mean every friendship has to go to the depths of, you know, trauma, and you've gone through it, or right. every friend has to be the friend that you would call when you're in the depths of despair. Like, yeah. I think friends serve different purposes in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. And they fulfill different needs. It might be that, like, yeah, I have some friends who we're just going through the same chapter of life. Like, we're both getting married, or we're both kind of, you know, in that stage of coupledom where we have similar hobbies or similar interests, and that's kind of the foundation of our friends. And it doesn't mean that we're always getting really intimate and vulnerable and deep in our conversations or, you know, we're always experiencing these life moments together, but it's enjoyable to experience this chapter of our lives together and talk about getting married or talk about those hobbies and just shared, shared interests. And I think that's 
that's enough for that friendship and I love that about those friendships but it's maybe not the person I'm gonna call late at night when something goes wrong but it's just serving a different purpose right Mm -hmm. feeding that that interest or feeding that hobby maybe even and that's enough because you can have friends in those different respects and it doesn't mean they're any less than necessarily yeah I definitely think about contextual friendships Mm -hmm. this is something I've brought up in therapy before because I've felt like in my past I haven't been a great friend to people, especially people I've lost touch with. Mm -hmm. But she explained to me like, they were in your life, you were in theirs, you were a good friend to them in that moment in time and they meant a lot to you and you can still kind of like move on from Mm -hmm. that phase in your life and almost like keep them there if if it's honestly like not serving you or not the kind of friendship you want now. Yeah. But you still have love and respect for that time and that place and you can admire them from afar and still want the best for them and there's, Therefore, they're still your friend. Yeah. And it's not just like a super active everyday kind of thing, but you always want what is best for them. And I, it's made me feel a little bit better about like having friendships that are really deep for a few years at a time and then moving on and, and things like that. Or what you were saying of a little bit more surface level friends or one topic kind of friends and things like that. Like, I still wouldn't want to live my life without those people. And that's okay because I think you do need these other people that fulfill certain parts of your brain and kind of scratch that itch mm-hmm. like no one else can. And that's yeah. their superpower too. So yeah, I think I think we're saying the same thing. Totally agree. Yeah. I, I think it also has to do too with like childhood friends or friends that you've had in certain like moments in your life too. Like I feel that, I mean, I have one top of mind thing like, I'm having this wedding and I'm thinking about who to invite and I kind of, as we're getting closer, I'm thinking about like one of my friends from college that I didn't invite and I'm kind of like sad about it, but Mm -hmm. we lost touch for so many years. I couldn't tell you the last time that we spoke and if I did, it would definitely be before 2015, right? Uh And, And it's sad to me, but, and I kind of sometimes wake up in the middle of the night and feel guilty and I'm like, oh man, I should have invited her, but to this big moment, you know, but I also am like grappling and kind of reconciling with that idea that that person was in my life for that time and she was really important to me then. And, you know, that can be different from today and I have different friendships and different relationships that I want to honor. And I can still look back and say that was important to me. That was a great relationship, but I have evolved, right? And we're in different, totally different places now. And I'm happy that it happened. I hope the best for her. But to your point, like we're just in different spaces and it's it's a way to forgive and also forgive yourself a bit Mm -hmm. and release yourself from some of that feeling and also acknowledge and enjoy it and celebrate that friendship, even though it's not present today or not actively engaged today. Mm -hmm. So I totally feel that. Yep. So, I mean, between this and what we were talking about before the break, I feel like what we're trying to say is there's so many kinds of friendships Mm -hmm. to enjoy them all, really, at this point. And, like, I think every person brings something different into your life, every kind of relationship, really. Mm -hmm. But just to, like, be present, enjoy what they have to offer, don't force it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's kind of it. Absolutely. Cool. Well, I think going into... Another part of this friendship conversation, let's talk about some friendship myths to bust. Again, the world tells us or movies tell us or books tell us how to be the best fucking Mm -hmm. friend ever. (laughs) And it's like, oh my God, this person's amazing. They have that unconditional love. They're, They're so ride or die. They're so funny. They know how to be like the comforter, but also the comedian and also all those things. They're, they're kind of everything to that that person that they're serving and being a friend has a really high bar yeah yeah, Uh, and a lot of expectations so you tell me like what is what is a friendship myth that you believe not to necessarily be true yeah I think I got so many dms and like messages from people when I did my little pop-off about the friend group like in our first episode and so that's a huge one for me I I think that that we could talk spend a whole episode on of like yeah I think we especially culture and obviously friends and all these different shows I feel like every show is anchored around this idea of like the friend group you have a group Mm. of people that all have you know play a certain role and you're tight-knit they're 
together forever. They go through things, but they always work it out. And like there, it creates this myth and ideal that like you have to find this perfect group of friends that you're going to be so tight with. And that's your crew. And the reality is, is that like you're lucky if you find a friend group that's like the group that there's the five, four or six of you that always hang out and are always together and always support each other and always work it out. It's not ever like that. And I think we we could spend our whole lives searching for the friend group and not find them. And it's so much more the reality is like you have such a different variety of friends. Some of them go deep. Some of them don't go deep, as you're we saying. And you can't kind of hold yourself to this theory that I'm going to find the other three people that are going to complete my friend group. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't sex in the city. This isn't this friends. This isn't friends. Yeah. And I think also those friend groups kind of create the sense that like, Everyone has one big dimension, right? One friend is the comedian. One right. friend is the anxious one. One friend is the smart one, whatever, right? And we're so multidimensional that, like, that the ideal doesn't fit with reality, no. and yet we think it should somehow. Yeah. And hey, props to people who have, like, their core friend group that they've had forever or that they've found. Love that for you. But it's not been my experience, and I've been really sad about not having a group. And you know what? Fuck it. I don't have a group, but I have some really good friends, and that's enough for me. <laughs> I, I loved this pop-off when you did it, and I, I still love it now because it puts – a lot of pressure on groups of people that are friends. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have friend groups and we're not always on the same page mm-hmm. or sometimes one or two people or three people aren't vibing with each other right now or one of them is pissing another person off, but that it makes it everyone's fucking problem. And a lot of times when I go into hangs with a friend group, I'm, I'm anxious because I'm like, I hope everyone's on the same page today. Mm. And the beauty is like, I'm friends with good people. So you'll always get there or you work through it. But sometimes it's just so much easier to have the one-to-one relationship mm-hmm. and show up when you're ready to show up for that person versus, oh, every time we hang out, everyone's got to be cool with each other. And... You can definitely feel it. Okay, yeah. And I mean, there, there is the toxic friend group. Mm-hmm. They're so deeply invested in each other's lives mm-hmm. that it almost feels like they can't live life by themselves. Mm-hmm. They don't have respect of their own privacy or their own decision making and, and things like that. I've seen friends get upset within a friend group. Friends get upset that, you know, one friend is going on vacation with two or three other people mm-hmm. or another friend hasn't told the group full details of, of their new relationship. And you start to have this hive mentality mm-hmm. where everything has to be shared. Every experience, every moment, every plan has to be with a huge group of people. Yeah. And some experiences and some information isn't meant to be shared like that. And I've seen people get mad about not sharing it with the hive and the group. And those people are starting to think about their own personal happiness and their own FOMO Mm -hmm. and their own neediness before that person's happiness. Mm -hmm. How dare you not share these things with the group? So I've seen it and I've kind of like moonwalked out of those situations (laughs) before I've gotten too locked in. But I still see it from the outside to to this day and I'm like we're in our 30s guys like <laughs> I need my privacy I need to tell specific people specific things because they're good for it and you are not like <laughs> know your role like yeah. understand this level of friendship mm-hmm. yeah I, as as we get older I think things get more intense yeah. whether it's getting married or having a family or dealing with other family stuff work life whatever and You deserve to be respected however you go about it. And just this huge expectation of just sharing your shit all the time has never been for me. Yeah. And and the expectation is kind of toxic. Yeah, I think that's just like a good rule of thumb. Like when friendship becomes pressured, 
yeah it's time to reevaluate that and yeah I think the the myth of the friend group like definitely plays into that there's a good and a bad side right like wonderful if you have this group of friends that you found that you've all connected love that but it can also get toxic what's another friendship myth that you have kind of had to tackle or deal with or you're interested in unpacking Katie (laughs) one that's very interesting is that people expect me to be friends with my family Mm. friends with my sisters and I have a kind of unique point on that especially because Nate and his brother and sister and their significant others like they're super super close Mm. we all live within a mile radius of each other and they are best friends and it's beautiful like I admire the shit out of their family because of how much they respect each other and get along and want to genuinely hang out but that's not always the case and because I'm one of five girls they're like oh you must be so close and best friends and share all your stuff and da 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 and I'm like are are all families like this? Does like everyone get along in this way? And you hear you hear about beautiful relationships between siblings and things like that. But kind of going back to what you were saying of, yeah, there's always going to be this obligation, unconditional love towards my family and respect for them. We're also just not the same people. And I think people get really surprised when I'm like, no, we're not, we're not best friends and that's okay. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry for asking. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like that, that is okay. We're yeah. really different, different. We have different interests. I think we actually care about each other so deeply that sometimes we don't want to go into the weeds with each other because we get like so worried or upset for them mm-hmm. or even mad at them for doing certain things because we care so much. Yeah. And it is more preferable for me to like have a few steps back and just admire and respect from afar. But I think people get really surprised from that, especially because I come from a big family. So what I'm trying to say is yes, beautiful. If, if siblings are friends or if you can be more, I don't think parents and their kids should be friends really. But if you have a friendly relationship, good for you. I prefer to take a few steps back because being in a family is a, even more a little bit more intricate because you don't have the choice yeah, <laughs> really yeah. you you're gonna have to live with these people the rest of your life so so that's kind of my take on that what as it as an only child what do you think about that I think that's totally fair like and and my experience observing siblings <laughs> it does feel like they're either really really close or they're not friends at all and they really just respect each other from afar kind of as you're saying and I think that's really interesting and, and it's to each their own you know I don't think either way is bad or wrong but yeah I think it I think friendship is complicated when it comes to your family and it's okay for that to be complex and different and you have other relationships outside of your family that are maybe a more quality friendship and that's okay. But for those who are like really friendly with their siblings, that's amazing and that's great. But I do think it, it varies and that, you know, it's funny to me that people are surprised by that. Uh-huh. It's like any, and maybe it's because I'm an only child and I'm like very tapped in. Like I am curious about it. I'm uh-huh. curious about people's relationships with their siblings because I just don't have that. That I'm aware that it can be very, very nuanced and be on a spectrum. I'm hyper aware of that because I see it. But yeah, maybe people really draft off their own experience, right? And if they're really good friends with them, great. But yeah, you shouldn't be judged for that or like, yeah. I hope, yeah. So and yeah, it's not so even judge. I'm like, hey, don't worry. They always have a surprise face. And I'm like, don't worry. It's like, it's fine. It's fine. Right. We get along. <laughs> but we're not besties. Yeah. And like, that's okay. That's normal. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to be. You really don't. I think it like, but what you're kind of saying, I think also opens up like a bi- even bigger myth or like the connected myth of like the relationships you build over the long term or that you start from childhood or that you spend a long time on are the ones that are more valuable or those should be your best friends and it's like that's not true like you can make friends 
you know, later on in life that actually are more aligned to what you're seeking out of a friendship. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we like say like, oh, a childhood friend is like so valuable. And like, especially in the context of like everything I'm seeing is through the lens of weddings right now. But like, I got really kind of uncomfortable with like, I don't have a sibling and I don't have a childhood friend. Like I don't have someone who's going to have the speech that says like, I've known Dana since we were in second grade right. and she was drawing little pictures. Like I don't have that level of depth of a friendship unfortunately and that's okay but I think sometimes we think like oh the the length of time and how you grew up together you you know had that deep deep start really defines how the quality of the friendship and I just don't think that's true I'm I'm experiencing this now of like creating friendships later in life that are newer that I like so much and I'm excited to explore where those go and like kind of excited about the fact that that myth is wrong that you can't create new friends as you get older or like as you get older and meet new people your your friendship won't be as deep as your the ones that have been from day one you know yeah. I love that that's kind of broken for me because I'm like yeah I'm meeting new friends now at 31 and I hope I will continue to meet new friends in my life that I want to stick with and I want to see where it goes so yeah absolutely so like talking about meeting new friends I have met people who think it's very hard to meet new friends Mm -hmm. at this age in your 30s and part of me believes that's true and part of me does not yeah I think we get a little more in our heads and a little bit more self-conscious but if we can kind of like break through those things we can open up new relationships and and new friendships and things like that what do you think like it's it sounds like it sounds like you're having success in meeting friends over the past few years when for others it, it gets a little bit harder but should it be this hard I don't I don't I think it is weird like I think there's a weird feeling about it it's like like oh like are we really going to be friends? Like, oh, could I reach out to that person? It feels a little yeah. like dating. Of like, it, yeah. Like, is it weird if I reach out to the, that person? Because I really want to, like, hang out with them maybe beyond this moment. Or I want to, like, they could be my friend. So do, I think it's, like, a vulnerability thing. Like, as we get older, to your point, like, we're in our heads. We're, like, a bit more insecure, a bit more anxious maybe, and self-aware. Mm. And when you're younger, it's, like, so much easier to make friendships because you're stuck in – you're, you're in up. college. Yeah, you're yeah. set up, right? There's these environments of where you're set up to build friends. You have a roommate. You, you know, you go out with your friends. You make friends at work, yada, yada. And so when you're older and, like, maybe you meet someone at a wedding or you meet someone at a bar or a friend through a friend that you're like wow I could really connect with that person or we have something in common it feels kind of scary and vulnerable to like reach out whereas you know when you're younger you're like oh yeah we're in the same class like let's talk you know right right and, and then we're gonna talk every day I'm gonna look for your recess right. and whatever yeah and there's no jumping off point almost you have to sort of really actively initiate and say hey I do you want to get a drink or hey I really liked talking to you the other day whatever and it becomes a bit more formalized I Mm -hmm. guess so I think that's why people have this air of like it's harder to make new friends as you get older just because it is like more you have to be more open you have to be more vulnerable about it you have to actually reach out and like make it happen which is around your schedule and your life you know too and and it has to be reciprocated you literally have to both decide we're gonna go get a drink at this time at this place. Yeah, and it has like, to be connect. like so consensual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's more formal, and that's yeah, why formal. it's kind of feels weird. But I I think we shouldn't be totally afraid of that. I I fall into that trap too, where I'm definitely afraid and kind of nervous about it. But I have been having some success with like deciding and choosing to be more open and be like yeah I am gonna initiate this conversation I'm gonna say hey I just met you but I really liked our conversation or I had a really fun time going out with you and our mutual friend let's set a time to chat again like let's do something yeah and so I think it it's hard and weird and uncomfortable because you feel like needy you're like is this person gonna think I'm weird because I want to be their friend but like 
that it actually works. Like people are allowed to have friends later in life and in that they meet in different ways. And yeah, I've had some success so far and it's been really, really nice. Like I, yeah. I've, I've had the luck of like one of like one of our good friends being married, getting married to one of our really, really good friends and getting to know her really well and mm. being like, wow, like I actually really love this person as even more than just, you know, someone who's obviously in our life because she's married to someone we care about. Mm. But it, it she in her own right is someone who's awesome and so I did that I reached out to her and I said yeah. I want you to be in my bachelorette right yeah. I want you to be in my w- wedding party which was a huge weird vulnerable thing for me to do because like we didn't know each other that well but I wanted her I liked her vibe and I was like I want to be friends with her yeah 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 and that has been really successful and now we're very close and you guys like bonded as well and so it's stuff like her. that where like if you're willing to I thought it was really weird I remember feeling like I'm gonna be so weird for saying, hey, I ju- we just started, you know, talking and hang hanging out a little bit, but I want you to be in my bridal party. <laughs> like it's like I felt uncomfortable about it. Yeah. But I did it anyway because I really I was like, it's gonna be fun. I want to be around this person yeah. more. And this is a way for me to do that. Yeah. So I think, yeah, getting putting yourself out there a little bit is okay and you can do it and it can then have some great outcomes hopefully totally and i i empathize with people who are like this is so hard whether it's in your head but also the the value of your time Mm -hmm. if you have Mm. a job and a relationship and a kid or whatever a kid taking up so much of your time it's like man you have two percent of your life available right now like do you want to be putting yourself out there trying to reintroduce yourself to someone and being okay with using your time that way, mm-hmm. that is fucking hard. Yeah. So I I totally get that. And, and I have compassion for that. But I do think to your point of opening yourself up to new friends and, and going for it, what's kind of nice about doing it now, if you're able to, is we're, we're, we know ourselves so much more at this mm-hmm. point. So you can bring... 100% of your full self to the table versus when you're in high school or college, you're kind of faking it till you make it yeah. and putting on a facade a little bit until you really can get to know someone. Yeah. Where now when I'm meeting new people, like the person you invited on your bachelorette, hi Maggie. Hi Maggie. You know, I was like, I am who I am and either this person's going to like me or not. And right. we just showed up as ourselves and it was an instant connection right. versus having to take weeks or months or years to really dive deep we were like this is what i'm about and this is what i want to talk about and if you don't want to that's okay but we just ended up continuing to talk throughout the whole weekend and in a way it actually makes finding real new friends easier because you're showing up as yourself. Yes, totally. And yeah, that's it, a it's a weird contradiction. It's like I'm nervous. I'm more nervous and like scared to reach out to this person than yeah. I ever would have been with like other friends. Yeah. But I'm also more myself and more authentic than ever. Yeah. And actually that combination is really powerful of like you putting yourself out there and you're putting out your authentic self. Mm-hmm. Like that actually is the perfect foundation for a great friendship. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I hope we can reframe that and like get excited about like maybe I'll reach out to this person and see. But yeah, I love that. Like at this age, it's almost more rich to start a friendship here because yeah. you're really starting from the right place. Yeah. So I think this brings me into like the last topic that we'll talk about for now about friendship of like, what is what is hard about having a friendship? I think it's so easy, as you can tell, me and Dana just like jumped into a complete love fest at the beginning <laughs> and we're like, friendship is so great and it's so good and so much love, 100%. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, friendship is a relationship. And that does take work. So I think one of the things we just said of like showing up authentically, you're mm-hmm. nervous to do it, but I think we know better at this point to do it so it's not so hard. Yeah. But are there any other things that you find difficult in your friendships that you find yourself working through often? Yeah, I the first big thing for me is like when we're going through different shifts, like when we're mm. evolving in different ways, personality-wise, or just we're going through different stuff and we can't relate or we're seeing that person sort of like have a different mentality or going through something really rough and it just feels completely dis separate or different from what I'm going through I think that's the hard thing to navigate and yeah I think that's where like the acceptance and the empathy come thing comes in but it can be really hard uh, to your point of like 
we're all strapped for time. We mm. all have different priorities. And so when your friend is going through something or they're kind of undergoing a, a shift that's like not jiving with you mm-hmm. or you're like, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're up to. It can feel like, I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. Like what, wh- whatever they're dealing with, like they got to like see that through and I need to disengage. We're not and, on like, the just, same like, Yeah, we're page. not on the same page. And I've had some friendships like that where I'm feeling like, I don't really understand where your head is at and like why you're kind of, what, what you're going through. And it's just at a totally different level. And I kind of just need to like have some space from that because yeah. I'm just not, I don't get it and I don't understand and I'm trying, but I also am, I have my own shit going on. And so I think there's ebbs and flows in relationships. And I think the hardest thing for me is like feeling guilty and weird about that. Like we're just in a, we're in a flow right now where we're not on the same page. You're doing your own thing. I'm doing my own thing. And like, you can feel guilty about it or you feel weird about it or it's hard to like, traverse that divide and have a conversation about whatever's going on I think that's the hardest part because you don't know what to do you're like I need to protect my energy I've got my own shit going on I don't really understand what's going on over here and like it's uncomfortable I think that's a hard thing for me and you have to hope that the friend who's coming to you maybe in their time of need and you're saying I can't help you here you have to hope that they understand and have compassion for you and your boundaries. Right, right, exactly. And it's like, oh, damn. Like, you hope that works out because as we were talking about before, like, you can't just be at the beck and call of right. your friend. Even, even if they need you, you have to take care of yourself first. And hopefully your friendship realizes, oh, I have to take care of myself first. Dana has to take care of herself right. first. Even if that means she cannot help me right now. Yeah. And that is hard. But that is, to me, is a real friendship, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Is respect for that. Yeah, acknowledgement Whew, that is that. That, that is a tough one. What's hard for you in some of your friendships right now? Or what, what are you kind of grappling with when it comes to rough patches or weirdness? Mm. I still suffer from, you know, the shoulds. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Don't we all? Yeah. I have friends who are near and dear to me, and but they're also friends of, we should hang out. We should hang out soon. We should hang out soon. We should hang out soon. Mm-hmm. And they say yes, kind of half knowing that we right. won't and thing, things like that. And the guilt that comes with it because we were talking about like the value of your time and yeah. other priorities and things like that. So knowing that my friends are aware that they're not my top priority right now. I hope I hope they understand, but it's kind of similar to what you were just talking about before. I think like if they know and respect that and understand I have other priorities. Some of my friends are amazing about it. Mm-hmm. I caught up with a friend a week ago, a week and a half ago. I hadn't seen him for like five years. Wow. Because I was like, I am busy. <laughs> I am fucking busy. And I work... 70 hours a week and I have my boyfriend and I have all these other priorities and we finally caught up and he was so fucking amazing about it because he also likes to work very hard as, as a business person and and he was like well every time you said you were busy with work I thought shit I gotta get to work like you know he was like you were a motivation for me yeah. he's like I never took it as you didn't want to see me I really respected the fact that you were really truly busy with your life that's so cool and the compassion he had for me I was like well I can never let five years pass again I fucking love you for that thank you for seeing me and believing me and really trusting that what I said was real to you and I was like wow I need more compassion in my heart for people like that yeah it was just an incredible example of of being a good friend actually but I, I still deal with like having really good friends and push, pushing them to the side. And I'm like, I should be doing better. Mm. But at the same time, you hope for that respect in return of like, her life is really fucking busy. She has a lot of things to do and she doesn't have any time. Yeah. So guilt, just a lot of guilt for not being there when I maybe should yeah. is, is kind of the biggest thing for me and yeah. hoping my friends see me. But because I have few but good friends I think I think they really do and I feel confident in that yeah definitely sounds like both of us are kind of dealing with like the how hard it is to have boundaries like respectful yet important boundaries around our lives and our friendships like Mm -hmm. 
that is really hard to do because you don't want to come off as like, oh, I, I'm not invested in this relationship. I don't care. Right. But you do have to, because, you know, we're working like crazy. We're all going through something. You have to set boundaries with certain people. And that doesn't mean you're any less of a good friend. But it is hard to navigate. It's like... Yeah, you hope and pray if they're a good friend that there's understanding and acceptance and it goes back to kind of that definition of being a friend. And then if it's not, maybe that wasn't a great friendship. Yeah, or it was meant to be kept five years ago. So, yeah, I mean, I think think that's really my big thing. Everything else in regards to friendship in my life, I think I've kind of weeded out at this point. (laughs) I've gotten rid of like, toxic friend groups or I've put up better boundaries being like sorry I'm I'm not gonna do that for you or realizing when I'm carrying too much expectation on me or trying to share too much and stuff like that so overall I feel pretty good yeah anything else on your own yeah I mean just say that like the I think when you do find those people that can accept your boundaries and Mm -hmm. can say like I know we haven't talked for three months or we didn't do the meetup like we said, but I'm still going to like be there for you when we do show up. Like those are the best friendships and that's the best like feeling of relief and like being seen of just like we get on, we get on the phone maybe every three months, but when we're on the phone, we are just kicking. We are going wild. We are like back in sync and like that's the best feeling. And so it doesn't, I think I said earlier in the conversation, like it's about, you know, friendship is about being actively accepting and whatever, but like sometimes that activeness can be like, as long as when you're together, it's hype moment, like you're on, that's great. Like that's enough. And that's the best feeling. I love those friends where like, we've missed each other we've had misconnections we've both been busy doing our own lives but when we come together it's like pop off yeah go go crazy life is so hard in all the other ways it's like let's be good to each other let's be that source of relief I love that you use that word like I'm always striving to just provide some relief for people whatever you can do to bring that to your friend when you can be together is just everything 100 percent. all right well i said the word pop off (laughs) the words pop off right she's uh she's ready to go she's ready to go okay we're gonna pop (laughs) off right after the break because dana's ready talk to you soon (laughs) bye Back for the pop-off moment. Dana's going to go first this time. Yes. She's ready to go, as yes. if you can tell. So as you guys know, she has about 60 seconds, <laughs> 60 generous seconds if yes. she wants it. And, and she's going to pop off about anything she fucking wants. Yeah. So your 60 seconds is going to start right now. Is it just me or can there be so many different versions of yourself out in the world living their life? And is that wonderful and not sad? Like you don't have to have FOMO about the person that you decided not to be or the path not taken. Like all of those versions of you are out there and maybe they're exploring and experimenting and all of them are wonderful and you don't get to walk every path full to the end. But the fact that you have open and explore those possibilities for yourself is amazing. I just had this really, really crazy experience when I was in SF kind of embodying this different version of myself who maybe went there and lived her life and was a cool SF girl. And I was really sad at first because I was like, damn, I missed out on like who this type of Dana could be. And then I realized, you know what? It's awesome that there's this other path that I could have taken that taught me so much about myself. And I hope that girl is thriving because I'm thriving over here in New York. And there, you can hold all the truths at once and all the versions of you at once. And fuck the path's not taken. They're all a part of you. Done. I let you have a few more seconds. generous seconds. That was perfectly 60 generous seconds. Amazing. Love it. Love it. All righty. That was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I wanted to share that little experience I had with people. It sounds very transcendent. It feels very everything, everywhere, all at once Mm -hmm. kind Mm -hmm. of vibe. Yes, yes. I haven't seen the movie, but I think... Oh, my God. I know, I know. I need to work on that. It's so good. You have to watch it. You will cry the whole time because it it is that in a lot of ways. And we were, like, talking about this before we started recording. I'm just, like, 
you can have a part of your life that you're not living out, but like, and think about that and think about the things that you could bring into mm-hmm. your life. Just because you choose one path doesn't mean you live in a silo the rest right. of your life. Exactly. That's not fair to you. Like you can still incorporate SF Dana in some ways. Mm-hmm. You can incorporate, I can incorporate Italy Katie in some ways yeah. and things like that and not lose that sense of yourself mm-hmm. that's living over there. Exactly. Right? Yeah, you can learn from all of the different versions of yourself and bring them to life in your own way. That's so beautiful. It's not closing the door, you know. Never. Um, I, I don't think anything ever ends. Yeah, Nothing's exactly. ever closed. Yeah, one choice does not, you know, close the door on another. Yeah, mm-hmm. There's so many different paths and, cho- and choices you can make to be your best self and live the life you want to live. So that's yeah. what this whole thing is about. So deep. Anyway, all right, Katie, take us home with your generous. Oh my God, mine's not deep at all. (laughs) 60 seconds. Okay, let me tee it up. Are you ready? This is so beautiful. Mine's so. No, that's balance. Balance. That's what we're all about. All right, ready? Okay. Go. Is it just me or does there need to be more bras for people with small boobs? Yes. Okay, fun fact. I am all sternum. And I have very, very small boobs, which I'm so sorry to all my coworkers that are listening right now. Anyway, I feel like big boobs really had their moment a few years ago and they were like, there's women out there with large breasts. Good for you. I think everyone loves them probably. And and now there's been more cup sizes than ever for different shapes and different sizes of boobs and things like that. But I keep looking for bras my size and either they exist and cost a fortune or they don't exist at all or they say they exist and I put them on and they're covering like my navel to my collarbone and I'm like, that's not cute or helpful either. So I'm really asking for more, you know, like a cup bras out there and a little bit more small boob representation, please. I'll be your model. It's fine. I'll I'll do it. Just pay me money. I'll be there. Wow, you were literally at exactly Ooh, 60 real seconds, bitches. I think that is a very, very important observation for all the sternum girlies out there, all of the small boob girlies out there. Like they, they need your voice and they need, they need your, they they need your voice to help tell this story and get more like fucking good bras out there. Cause you're right. Like maybe they need to be engineered a little differently. You yeah. know, they can't just be the same underwire crap. Oh, God, that God no, that has. just cuts right into my it ribs. It just cuts right into your skin and yeah. does that for everybody. And, you know, maybe we need to rethink it. So yeah. I love that. You know, and people will be like, well, bitch, you don't even need a bra or whatever. Okay, when I go to work, a girl needs a bra. Yes. Okay, I'm not, I'm not trying to do that right now. I'm trying to be professional. All yeah, those it's things. not like a blessing to not need a bra all the time. All okay? the time. Don't get me wrong. There's sometimes, I, yeah, grocery shopping, sure. <laughs> Getting my coffee, sure. Doesn't matter. But like for work or when I'm trying to just look cute. Yeah, yeah. I, I just need the help. Some bra company, please, you know. Sponsor. Sponsor us. That's, that's <laughs> the word. That's the word. All right. We're going to stop talking, but I hope everyone has a lovely life. No, don't use this, please. Okay. <laughs> Okay, we're going to stop talking. We're going to go hug it out because this episode was wonderful and I love talking about friendship with you. We love you, friends. Love you. Bye.